The day had been a scorcher from first light. Hot and muggy, mercury in the 90s, sticky shirt weather. When the skin prickles between the shoulder blades, underwear clings like a damp dishcloth to every body crease, and tempers go on hair trigger. The sun had awakened with a grudge against the world, and no one was sorry to see it go. As the molten disk disappeared, finally, behind the western horizon, a collective sigh of relief arose, from the Cape Cod Canal to Provincetown, like a family watching the departure of a bad-tempered rich uncle. Out at Race Point, the sunset watchers held their breath, half expecting the sun to sizzle as it plunged into the sea, but there was no steam, only a silent, gilt-edged explosion of red and orange, and a violet darkness. Then came a chorus of honking horns. Applause rippled over the sand dunes like opening night at a Broadway spectacular, and the watchers headed out in the dusk, crossing the quiet desert hills of the province lands to the bright lights and noise of Commercial Street. The narrow lane skirting Provincetown Harbor was mobbed. From the Art Association building to the Coast Guard station, a single line of cars crept, bumper to bumper, through the milling foot traffic. Tourists shuffled lethargically along in the lingering tropical heat, faces glistening with perspiration, searching for a cool breeze, but willing to settle for the diversions offered by the eclectic variety of bars, cafes, and shops. Long queues formed outside the soft ice cream stands. The hot oven pizza joints were as lively as morgues, and the patrons in the sidewalk cafes didn't mind paying three fifty for a dollar beer as long as the glass was cold. From his window seat in a smoky East End bistro, the blond man stared at the passing street parade. His expression fluctuated. Boredom, then annoyance, then boredom again. In between, he glanced impatiently at his wristwatch. A half-dozen empty bottles of black horse ale stood on his table, and he was working on another, chasing down each quick gulp with an angry puff on a Marlboro cigarette. He checked his watch again. Then he frowned, mashed the cigarette into an ashtray overflowing with half-smoked butts, and got up, bumping into a young woman at the next table. She was drinking a Cape Codder, cranberry juice and vodka. The icy red mixture sloshed from her glass onto her lap and she yelped angrily. The blonde man ignored her and staggered off. He was in his mid-thirties, and his well-tanned face had a boyishness that fooled people until they got close enough to see the hardness around the thin lips and green-flecked gray eyes. His hair was platinum, near white, and shoulder-length like a 1960s flower child. He wore faded blue jeans, cut off at the thigh in a ragged fringe, and a purple T-shirt. The shirt was decorated in silver with swaying palms and the words, Life's a Beach. His tattooed arms were thick and muscular. His narrow waist came up in a V to shoulders almost too broad for his medium height. Like the physique Charles Atlas used to pedal to 95-pound weaklings from the back cover of Superman comic books. The dim room was jammed with sweaty college kids smelling of sunscreen, unshaven Portuguese fishermen wearing black shin-high boots, and gay couples and threesomes of both sexes. Foamy pitchers of beer swirled over the sea of heads like flotsam caught in a current. A couple of air conditioners with persistent death rattles spat drops of water and battled futilely against the BTU level produced by the press of bodies. The jukebox pounded out a Rolling Stones number, 
Sympathy for the Devil. Mick Jagger's satanic guttural voice cutting through the din, and the stones chanting like a chorus of deranged owls. The blond man shoved a path through the crowd to the restrooms marked buoys and gulls. The men's room door was locked. He swore to himself, then pushed his way to the rear of the long bar. He stepped outside and descended a short stairway to the beach. Walking unsteadily in the soft sand, he picked his way around the rotting hulk of an old wooden fishing boat, stopped in the shadow of an abandoned pier, and relieved himself at the water's edge. He zipped up his fly and tarried, savoring the coolness of a light breath of air that whispered off the bay. Across the bay, fishing draggers sidled alongside the fish pier to disgorge the slimy contents of their holes. The breeze died after a moment, and the blond man turned to go. Before he had taken a step, the cement truck...